Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him, michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. How does a woman prepare for IVF? Mm -hmm. Your specialist has indicated that IVF is the way forward in terms of helping you get the baby that you so want. How do you get yourself in the best shape uh, to uh, do IVF? The truth is probably nothing that you can do in the short term because your eggs that you're going to be used next month to create the pregnancy are already well down the track of formation and whatever abnormalities they have, they've got. There's not very much that you can actually do in the very short term. However, there are factors we know play a role in reducing IVF success rates and whatever you can do to help in that regard is obviously a good thing. You can't turn back your age, sadly, and that's the biggest determiner of your chances of success. Weight. Certainly women who have a BMI over 35, so you're going to be 100 kilos or more for a normally heighted woman, is related to a lower chance of success. So losing weight is of value. But all of us who've tried to lose weight know that it can't happen instantly. It's a, it's a longer-term proposition. I certainly have patients doing two or three, if they've got time, say women in their early 30s, who are overweight. It probably is worth trying these the current med- weight-losing medications, the injections, the weekly injections, um, uh, I can't remember the name, Zimpic, <laughs> whatever it is, um, I, um, they're worth uh, doing because you can lose 10 or 15 kilos in a three-month time frame. I've certainly had patients in that situation, and if you're very overweight, it probably does help. Smoking definitely has a detrimental effect on egg quality, but again, stopping smoke, smoking up to the day you start your IVF and then, not, and then just not doing it during the cycle isn't enough. You've got to have given up for some weeks or months beforehand to make it actually overcome that, that problem. Diet. There are a thousand diets on the internet, Dr. Google, not Dr. Google, but <laughs> Google anyway, saying that with this type of diet, you've got more chance of pregnancy. With that type of diet, you've got more chance of pregnancy. Evidence overall very marginal if any one diet that i've seen some good evidence about is called this the southern mediterranean diet which is obviously pasta greens fish 
olive oil, a uh, little bit of red wine. <laughs> that, that are the sorts of things that are basic good diet, whatever, wherever you are in your life. Those sorts of it are, are appropriate. But diet, you know, I get asked that every week. If I eat less of this, should I have more of that? Should I have a more omega-3? Should I have more? Yeah, whatever. What you do need to do is to take a supplement which contains folic acid. That's nothing to do with IVF because there are no scientific studies that any other supplement makes any difference to pregnancies. There's evidence in mice of a number of the vitamins, a type compounds, CoQ10 is one, that improve egg quality in old rats or mice, improves it a little number and reduces their abnormalities. But studies out of Canada, Europe, actually show, say CoQ10 in, in humans makes no difference to outcomes. But they do no harm and they make somebody rich in the process. So I'm a bit sceptical about supplements, but other than... Folic acid is important for the, the, the baby going up in the first third of pregnancy, the first trimester, because it reduces the risks of spinal uh, spina bifida and anencephaly. There's no doubt about that. Um, so folate is, is vital. In relation to all the other ones, if you have a good balanced diet, you can eat fish, you can eat meat, you eat vegetables. That's where all your vitamins are anyway. There's no need to take more. What else can you do to prepare? That really takes us on to mental, the mental situation. IVF, and I refer you to another of my podcasts in relation to stress and IVF. The more stressed you are, there probably is a slight impact on pregnancy rates. It's pretty marginal. We, I see a lot of highly stressed people ending up with a pregnancy. But more importantly for each individual is to have a realistic view about the chances of success. You're about to go through something that is actually quite unsuccessful in each cycle. It's two or three more times more successful than nature can achieve in one month. So instead of 15%, we're moving up to uh, 35 to 40%. Uh, but that still means that at 40%, 60% of you who go through an IVF cycle will be sitting in front of me in two weeks' time saying my pregnancy test was negative. Why? The expectations that we create during an IVF cycle, unfortunately, always point towards positivity. You start your injections, you create multiple follicles, we collect multiple eggs, we get multiple fertilization. There's no way in the world I'm not going to be pregnant. But even when we get a beautiful embryo at day five and we put that back, 60% of those are not going to take. So that mental uh, ride go through, building up to an amazing expectation and then suddenly having the, having the negative pregnancy test after 10 days of am I not, is, is really hard to take. And, and it is something that all women and men supporting them uh, go through in an IVF cycle. And that pain is really hard to take. How do you prepare yourself for that? I suppose number one is be realistic. Know that the odds are against you. On a more positive note, 
the odds turn into your favour over the time. After three embryo transfers, if you're under 38, your chances of a pregnancy are getting up towards 80%. So there is accumulation of one transfer after another. We eventually find an embryo that is going to take. The expectation should be looking at the longer term rather than this particular month. The odds are still very much with you in the longer term. It's a bit like, as I said, it talked about all the time. It's a numbers game like rolling a dice. The more throw, times you throw the dice, the more likely you get, you're going to get the number you want. And that's the same with IVF. So preparation. Um, psychologically, is tricky. Most all clinics have a counsellor to, to refer to if it's incredibly stressful for you. The nurses and the doctors are trained in relation to holding your hand through the whole process. And if the clinic's not providing that sort of support, you should look for a different clinic. That's we see as specialists in the field. One of the vital things we do in setting up an IVF service is providing that psychological support through the cycle because it is incredibly hard. There's not a lot you can do, but doing getting rid of bad lifestyle habits, eating well and preparing yourself mentally for what you're going to go through are the vital things. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.